Yes, yeah. So we in the building. What up, Super Duty? You know, doing what we do, mm-hmm. talking that talk. Mm-hmm. Day late. Yeah, it's late at night. Yeah, in this joint, it, it is. It's like oh shit, it's, it's fucking... the nighttime version. Yeah, yeah. It's quiet storm. <laughs> quiet storm version. <laughs> yeah, the podcast, man. Yeah, this might be the latest we've done it. Yeah, maybe. You know, and we gonna drop it fast. Nah, I'm saying we still drop it at midnight though. Always. You know, they can't stop the bum rush. <laughs> Word. So yeah, you know, this week, you know, we uh back in the building, the most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Word. Blueprint, illogic. Yup. You know, feeding the minds right of the youth. Right. Kicking the truth to the young black youth. <laughs> right. <laughs> Planting them seeds. Yeah. You like, know. You know, inspect the deck said. You know. And, uh, you know, this week we're going to talk about something that's uh, going on in my life right now, Mm. which is promotion, Mm. because there are a lot of mistakes being made. Mm. Myths and what have you. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, yes. (laughs) Fallacies being spread throughout. Okay. And uh, I've learned about some of these and doing, you know, this uh, screening tour. Mm -hmm. And I've learned, you know, years before that. But. You know, we want to talk about how to promote events the right way. Yeah. We realize we're in a weird time with promotion. You know, some people grew up in a time where there was only the Internet. Right. They don't remember what promoting was before the Internet. Flyers. What are, what's a flyer? Yeah. Poster. Po- what? Why would I? Uh, you know, so. Paper? Yeah. So, so they, they have a certain reality. And then you have certain people who might look at it the opposite way. Right. They might say, well, yeah, you know, flyers and posters enough. I don't have to do things online. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we want to bridge this gap and talk about not just that issue, but just like 10 things that people are doing wrong. And we're going to tell you how to do it right to promote an event because some people don't do events because they just don't know what they're doing. Right. And so if you notice and you don't make these mistakes, you might be successful. You might be. Maybe. Yeah. You know, possibly. If you promote some dope shit. Yeah. Yeah. That counts. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, this week we talking about how to promote an event the right way. And we'll be right back. Word. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Okay, okay, okay. So we back in this in this motherfucker, huh? Word. Talking about promotion. Promo. Promo. So, man, this shit... <sighs> 
it causes so much frustration going through these things man Definitely can. and uh this this episode is near and dear to the heart but we hope y'all get something out of this so we're gonna start with number one Numero you know uno. this is a mistake that a lot of people make when they're trying to promote their event and this is so simple but we touched on it a second ago and it goes like this number one mistake is thinking that online is good enough yeah everybody don't have facebook come on man see we were blessed we were blessed sometimes mm -hmm. we thought we weren't blessed but we were blessed to come up at a time when we saw everything changing mm -hmm. we were around before facebook before twitter mm -hmm. before online flyers and rsvping and all of this shit we did, we came up at a time when the thought was if you want people to know about your event mm -hmm. you got to go out in public mm -hmm. to other events mm -hmm and promote mm -hmm. you got to spread the word whether that be getting on stage and or having some from from stage announce it mm -hmm. whether that means standing outside the club and passing out flyers like mm -hmm. we did mm -hmm. whether that mean bombing cars yeah. like we did <laughs> we would just bomb everybody's windshield with our flyers yeah and and this is how we learn to promote now obviously it's not always the most efficient right but it's better than what I see a lot of cats doing online, which is almost like a passive approach to promotion, mm -hmm. right? So like what we were doing by, by going out and putting flyers in people's hands and having conversations with people is we were taking an active approach. Mm -hmm. There was no assumption that, you know, it's they're gonna come. Yeah, they're gonna spread the event and they're gonna come and it'll happen. I'll just make one event that's one action and from then, everything will pop off right now i'm sure there are times rare occasions where that happens but we were always taught to 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 be active in our mm -hmm. promotion and being active didn't stop once these online tools started right so once we got twitter and facebook and you know remember myspace and all of that shit you know myspace used to have little events too mm -hmm. once we got those we didn't just abandon the street part mm -hmm. of it we didn't just abandon the making flyers although I saw a lot of people do it. Yeah. I saw a gang of artists just say, you know what? All I have to do is create a Facebook event and that's it. All I have to do is create a little flyer that I can post on my Twitter once mm -hmm. the day before the show or maybe once when the show is announced and everybody will come out and know about it. Yeah, I just got rid of flyers from my show. I just, <laughs> I just got rid of the ones I had left. You see? It was in my car. Right, right. You had flyers. Yeah. And that's because you from the era... <laughs> And they was homemade joints. I just, you know what I'm saying? I just had to have something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had to because, especially if you know you want to be out and about, you want to remind people, mm -hmm. it's good to have, you know, you go out. I go to a lot of events and I feel bad when I don't have a flyer for something I got coming up. Right. I feel like, I'd be like, what you got coming up? And I'm like, oh, the flyers <laughs> is in the car. Yeah, no car. I don't have nothing. any flyers yet. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. I feel salty. But uh, the, the problem that people are having now, and we see it too, is just like, um, at one point, we were probably the main guys flyering hard oh, yeah. on some guerrilla flyering shit. We was everywhere, just oh, yeah. bombing every event. Yeah, we'd meet up. Five, six deep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We would yeah. post up at the door. You couldn't walk past us without getting a fly. Right. Twice. Twice. Like, you get <laughs> one on the way in, yeah. one on the way out, and it'll probably be one on your car. Right. So, so. <laughs> You're going to remember it in you, this show. You know about it, even yeah. if you don't fuck with us. Right. Like, you know what? <laughs> I know this is happening, right? Right. So, but but what we see now is like now, a lot of people at that time started joining us. So the next thing you know, that became the standard in Columbus, like mm -hmm. passing out flyers, going heavy, bombing everything, right? But the same thing 
is starting to happen online. Mm -hmm. Whereas when everyone shifted to strictly doing online promo, what happens to people who are online a lot? Their attention span gets lower Mm -hmm. and lower because they're being bombarded by nothing but online flyers and event invites every fucking day of the week. So they ignore your shit. Exactly. <laughs> Ignore your shit because it's just another invite. Yeah, it doesn't care. have any personality with it. There's no physical experience with it, right? And it's just another flyer, mm-hmm. which is the odd because now, because so many people are sticking strictly to online promo, the person with the physical flyers is going to stand out twice as much now. Oh, yeah. As we did look at ago. it. Yeah. And pay attention. Like, oh, oh, shit. You gave me a flyer. Right. It's been 10 years. Right. I haven't seen it since <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> Thanks. You know, and and you get to have conversations with people that you would normally have. So like the number one mistake people are making is assuming that online promotion is good enough. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Cats need to get out there and talk to the people, shake hands and kiss babies. You know, you still got to do it. You know, it's just it's no different from selling merch. I mean, it's better for you to be behind the table a lot of times, especially in the earlier stages and build those relationships than have a merch guy when it's 20 people at your shows. Yes. And I'm a firm believer of when you're promoting, you should take advantage of all mediums yeah. of promotion, Everything. right? So like there's going to be times when you can pass out physical flyers. Maybe you have posters, maybe some events you can't fly. Or maybe a poster in a venue is the most you can do. So you bomb the venue with posters, right? right? There's going to be sometimes when maybe getting the press aware of your thing will do more than the other things or as much as. So sometimes you want to make sure the press is aware or that they have whatever it is you're promoting in advance so they can get involved, right? Um, online matters, all of this stuff, blogs, podcasts, all of these things are mediums through which to spread the word about your event. Mm-hmm. So don't get caught in a trap of thinking that strictly making a Facebook event for it is it. Yeah. It's not. It's nowhere near. No. Because people beginning. ignore them now. Yep. You know, it's not like the new hotness. No. That no. it was when Facebook first came. It's like, oh, events. You know what I mean? Now it's like, whatever. Yes. People don't even look at them and say, I'm not coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't even say. Yeah, they won't tell you if they're interested or <laughs> nah, not. they would just like, fuck it. No. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, man, can you RSVP? Oh, yeah, I got you. I'm like, you're not even going to remember the fucking right. event. Would you just click on the thing? <laughs> just click on it. I got you, fam. No, you fucking don't got me. I'm looking at the guest list. Your picture ain't there. Right, right. You said you was coming, but you didn't click on the uh, interested. or what? You see what I'm saying? Right. People are just oversaturated and they're fucking tired of it. Yeah. Sure it does. sucks, man. So that's number one. Numero uno. So number two is something that you actually kind of touched on a yeah. second ago. Uh, the biggest mistake that people make when they're trying to promote their event <sighs> is bad flyer design. Horrible. They think that flyer design doesn't matter. Now, keep it simple, Simon. Keep it simple. Like, as you said, like, you just had to get something done. Right. Just some text on it. Right. I have a show. (laughs) Put this in your pocket. Yeah. Pull it out tomorrow and you'll be reminded again. Mm -hmm. But in general, and you're not technically a promoter, you're an artist, but you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit different. But in general, some people think that, like, they don't have, they can make the ugliest flyer. You know, and and that it will it will serve their event because they have a dope event. They think that the event itself is going to sell itself. Yes. And nothing could be further from the truth, because it's it's just like it's like saying that people should like the opposite sex for their personality. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I can like your personality after I decide you look good enough to talk to. Right. To, to find out that you got a personality. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I'm not going to start talking to your ugly ass <laughs> hoping you got a personality to keep me there. Right. Right. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. It's the same thing with flyers. It's like dating. Like the outside, your flyer is like a fucking, it's a hot girl you need people to look at. Right. Like you just got to get them there long enough to look at it. Like you said, simplicity matters. Mm-hmm. Right. People make a lot of mistakes, man. You know, or they'll 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 do have, too much. Oh, the cluttered fly. Oh, God. You know, this is, that's a huge mistake. God. Just too much colors, like 12 different colors. Everything is the same size. All <laughs> there's no headline. You're like, damn, this looks like a fucking dictionary. Like it, there's nothing that stands out about it. You mm-hmm. you got to struggle to find the date. Right. You got to struggle to find uh, where it's at, the venue name, the lineup. Or you look at it and it's just too cluttered with performers. Right. Like, damn, why is there 20 different names on here? Yeah. Who's headlining? Whose show is this? Mm-hmm. This looks confusing. These are all the obstacles that are in your path to getting people at your event. Mm-hmm. And having a shitty flyer design will just make people not want to come. Yeah. Because they don't want to take, if they don't want to take the time to read your flyer, they don't want to take the time to come to your event. Say it. <laughs> I mean, you got you to gotta make sure that everything is clear and it's simple enough to where it's like, okay, this person is performing at this time at this venue. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah, and and like maybe a cool picture. That's it. Simple. Yeah, maybe a cool picture. Simple. But it's to give them information. Like it's not. It doesn't have to be a work of art, or it doesn't have to. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of times, it's too much text on there. That's a lot yes. of times. That's the problem. Yes, is that it's way too much text, and the text is too small. They yeah. can't read it. And that's why back in the day, we would do situations where we if we did a double sided flyer, mm-hmm. it would be uh, one side would just be a general thing. Right. Then the details would be on the opposite side, right? Where they could see, okay, boom, 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 boom. This was, you know, more detail. But on the front is just to get their attention, right? Like, okay, this looks cool. Okay, I'll read it, right? Right? Because like, there's times when, when, and we, and this goes for everything that we've talked about on this podcast forever. Appearance matters. Oh yeah. In the same way that you wouldn't go to a doctor who had hands that looked like a mechanic. <laughs> and was dirty like a mechanic, right. you might be inclined to not take a promoter seriously who had a shitty flyer that was unreadable. Right. You might think if this guy can't even make a fucking flyer, this show's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> right. How organized is this show? Right. This is gonna be whack. Like, I don't know, man. Your flyer shows bad taste. Right. How the fuck is your musical taste? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's something to think about. It's a reflection of you. And how seriously you take yourself. So, you know, I mean, I'm not saying spend a gang of money on a flyer or on a promo image. You don't have to do that. But I do say prioritize simplicity, prioritize conveying the information as simply and as effectively as possible. Because otherwise you're going to lose people. Oh, yeah. And and you don't get that many chances, you know, whether it's online, whether it's in print, whether it's, you know, a a handbill in their face. You don't get that many chances. You know, so, uh, you know, get a get a decent flyer. Yeah, take advantage of the chances you got. Yeah, man. You know, and uh, <laughs> number three, Whew. this one is this is the real one, man. <laughs> this is one that we used to prove was fake. 
a lot of cats out there the number three mistake is that thinking that once is enough everybody gonna see it right everybody gonna see it it's good what do you mean i posted it two days ago yo i went out one night right that's it i flyered flyered last night i literally gave out 200 flyers three weeks ago (laughs) why do i have to keep giving these same why yeah you know what i'm saying it it uh people think that giving out or promoting something one time is enough I think that they think that well, number one, I mean, the, the the social media, the way it's set up is not even to show your people the shit. Oh, no. It, it takes you multiple times and tricks to even get them to see your feed or notification. So that's a dangerous assumption mm-hmm. in the digital space yeah. In the physical space. It's even worse. Like what we would see is like when we would promote a event, like say back in the day, we were pulling like release parties or something. We would go out like eight weeks in advance. Oh yeah! By by the time we got to two weeks to the show, hitting if we go to, we would see people and be like, "Yo, I already know, fam." <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Straight up, the eighteenth of January, I'm there. Yep. I don't even need one print. Yep. I got you. Yep. I'm bringing the fit. Okay, cool. That's it. Now we didn't even have to give them a flyer, right? But then that's because we never assumed that just that they giving, knew. Right, they knew. But yeah. what it also proves is that we gave those people flyers so many times mm-hmm. that like we would we would bomb like the ladies 80s night relentlessly oh, yeah. like we would bomb it so some of the same motherfuckers came back twice in a month mm-hmm. they would get hit every single week same flyer yeah you look outside after we got done passing out it'd be 100 of them on the ground <laughs> yeah but we would pass out 500 of them that yeah. night yeah. and every one that we passed out people would look at it some people didn't but fuck it we didn't care right we would bomb them and we found out that the more often that they saw it the more it was in their minds mm-hmm now this is contrary to uh, you know <laughs> the the dumb belief that people have online that they're going to piss people off mm-hmm. by telling them more. Like like think about this, man. Look at look at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Every time a motherfucker goes to McDonald's, it's not because they saw an ad for McDonald's. No, because they know McDonald's. Every time you see that arch in the sky. Oh yeah. That lets you know that they're open for business. Yeah, you can't go six blocks a lot in most in a lot of neighborhoods without seeing that arch. Right, and and this is what people, especially artists, got to focus on when it comes to promotion. Promoting your event or yourself too is not about saying buy this right now. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like we don't pass out flyers eight weeks in advance to come to our show tomorrow. Right. It's promoting is about reminding people that you have a product or service that they want Mm -hmm. so that when it's time to make that decision, yours is at the forefront of their mind, Mm -hmm. right? So like, we don't have to see McDonald's commercial. I don't even watch TV. I can't remember last time I saw a McDonald's commercial. Right. But when I start thinking about fast food. Yeah, McDonald's is number one. Yeah. That comes to mind. Yeah. Years and years of conditioning. They beat me <laughs> over the head with it. Right. So now when I start thinking about hamburgers or fast food, they're in the forefront. Not because they expected us to buy one the first time we saw the commercial. Right. They knew. Everyone knew. People don't want to admit that this is how it works because people don't want to admit that they're susceptible to it. Yeah. They want to believe that they're smarter than all of the psychologists and the advertising agencies out here who've mastered this shit for 50, 100 fucking years. Yeah. But they're the same ones that's buying Tide. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) They're the same ones. The leading brand. Right. When they go to the, you know. Right. I'm going to buy the leading brand. Right, right, right. Why? Because I think it's better quality. Got you. See? (laughs) 
Why do you think it's better quality? Oh, I don't know. It just seems cooler. No, you saw this shit a thousand times when you were watching TV. Right. Before you needed to go Before buy you it. needed it. You didn't yeah. even need Tide. Right. You, you were stocked up for years. This might be the first time you bought laundry detergent in your life. Right. And what'd you buy? <laughs> Tide. <laughs> the leading brand. Right. Like they told you to. Mm-hmm. You see, so, so that's what we got to think about when we're promoting events. The goal is not to give someone a flyer and say, this is it. The goal is so that when that person is free on a Friday night or whatever night your event is, they, they have that crumpled up flyer of yours on their car floor yeah. or on their dresser or, or, or on a magnet on, on their refrigerator. And they remember, oh, yeah, it's Friday. That event's tonight. I knew about it. I kept trying to remind myself. Boom. I'm going. Yeah. Once is not enough. Yeah. Nope. Sure is not. <laughs> so uh, that's number three. Yep. And we'll take a break. Boom. Here's a quick announcement to all the fans of the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. This week begins the second week of my King No Crown film screening tour. While the previous screenings focused on the Midwest, this week we will be screening the film on the East Coast. Get your advance tickets now if you haven't already. Here are the details. On Thursday, September 21st, we're screening the film in Dayton, Ohio at the Neon. On Friday, September 22nd, we're screening the film in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at GDG. On Saturday, September 23rd, we're screening the film in Buffalo, New York at Faux Real. On Monday, September 25th, we're screening the film in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at Kung Fu Necktie. Those are this week's screenings for the King No Crown film. So if you live in Dayton, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, or Philadelphia, I hope to see you out this week. Oh, and also for those who live in Columbus, Ohio, the Columbus, Ohio screening has been announced for Wednesday, November 1st at the Wexner Center for the Arts. Again, that's the Columbus screening of King No Crown will be Wednesday, November 1st at the Wexner Center for the Arts. Again, I'll be in attendance doing Q&As at all of these. Hope to see you guys out. Back to the show. Straight up. So yeah, that's a shit. We got three down. Three down. We knocking this episode out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, 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 out. Okay, so this episode is about how to promote an event the right way. Yes. By not falling prey these dumb ass yeah goofy uh promo mistakes that people make and uh this is number four man and uh this is one that irks me to no end (laughs) (laughs) this is starting late Mm. now i was telling uh ill off air where we got on that there's a situation i've been dealing with (laughs) with one of my screenings where uh the person screening or promoting it you know, it's been confirmed for like a month and a half, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, yo, you know, uh, why aren't they helping promote it or, or post about it, you know, to their people? Mm-hmm. And I had asked them about it. And they were like, oh, you know, I don't like to promote until right before the event, because sometimes people in my city, they don't like to come out if they hear about it too early. Mm. And I'm just like the myth of the late crowd. <laughs> Strikes again. Yeah, it strikes again. We just talked about this. <laughs> this, this is like a, 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 a uh, um, this is like a, a, a manipulation of the virus, man. Yeah, the it's l- like another strain. <laughs> it is. 
it is more resilient strain of the myth of the late crowd. Man, this is even worse than the myth of the late crowd. This is the myth of the late notification. Right, right. The belief right. that people are more likely to come if they find out last minute than if they knew well in advance. Right. So they could plan for it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. get a babysitter possibly. Hey, you know, you know, people have lives. Transportation. Yes. You know, babysitters. Uh-huh. Things that people have. Money. Yeah, money. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, hey, more importantly. Right, right. Yeah, like, hey, let me not spend all of my money right. so that I can go have a fun night at your event. Right. But when you don't tell them to the last minute, it's like, oh well shit, the homie invited me over to play football. Right. Whereas if if you if if for you for free. For free <laughs> And you telling me about this the day before, it's too late. I told the homie I was gonna go kick it with him yeah. and play pool or chess or whatever, right. or have drinks or whatever. And when you, but when, this is, it's just stupid. Yes. It's, it's just so, it's stupid. Cause it's like, you're, you're, you're losing the only advantage that you have. It's as time. A, yeah, time. Yeah. That's the biggest advantage you have. Your advantage will never be having the most money to promote your event. Right. You'll never be able to compete with the big venues. You'll right. never be able to convent, compete with the fucking magazines and the radio stations. When they want to promote their shit, it's all hands on deck. They spend tens of thousands of dollars. Right. For one event. One event. Yes. And your ass over there can't even tell people in advance. Right. Like you got a smaller thing and you think that you can wait to the last minute. Nah, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. You can't do that. Nobody, nobody lives their life that way. No, I don't go out. I mean, especially being being a married man, having kids. Yep. I usually have my stuff planned out a week or two in advance. Come on, now. you know what I'm saying? Just so I can make sure kids are taken care of. That you know, my my bills is paid that prior week, so I make sure my money's freed up so I can go to the event. You know what I mean? You can't you can't expect people to just jump. Cause you say jump, right? Life don't work right. that way. We ain't in college no more. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Most of our fans are close to our age. Yeah, if not our age or older. Yeah, you know. So they got shit to do. Yeah, and and it defeats the whole purpose. Like the reason we used to start early in the physical space, like we were passing out flyers and stuff, is because let's say you have an event that's coming up. Let's say it's October 31st, and let's say today is whatever the 18th of September. Mm-hmm. That gives you what about six weeks. Right now, between here and there. You want to find all the events that are like your event right. to promote at. The shorter you wait, you could have missed four or five events that were perfect right. for your crowd where your crowd was at. Mm-hmm. But you decided to wait until the last minute to notify people about this event. Right. And, and you missed out on your crowd that was there who would have come out had they known early enough, like you're saying. Yeah. And, and, and to and to 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 move this over into the to digital space, why it's even stupider now. Is that in the digital space, when you're dealing with like applications like Facebook, the more people who say they're coming to an event, the more likely Facebook is to show that event to other people who haven't decided yet. Right. Right. Like you'll start seeing notifications like, oh, your friend such and such is going to an event in your area. Right. And you're not going. Right. You should go. And you're thinking, what event is this? (laughs) Right. I don't want to be left Let out. Let me click out on this event. Boom. Right. Now you know. Now what happens if you don't learn about that till the very last minute? Right. You see what I'm saying? That's actually decreasing your likelihood to go. And it's giving Facebook less opportunities to work for you. Right. These applications will actually work for you if you start soon enough. Mm-hmm. The, the more attendees you get, the more visible your, your thing is, the more interaction it is on any post, any thread, the more likely it is for people to see it, period. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. You wait till the last minute. You're actually making these applications work against you. 
Yeah. And it's even like if you for for a good example, you said if you have a show on October thirty first, October thirty first is Halloween. You know how much shit is going like using that as a real day. <laughs> yep. You know if you really got an event because we've done shows like on you know on on holidays and stuff like that. You know how much shit is going on on Halloween. Yep. You know what I'm saying. So you got to make sure that you promote way in advance, so people are like, okay, well, you know, they can plan their night out. You yep. know what I'm saying. They can make sure that they know what event they want to go to, who they want to see, where they want to go. Because I mean, shit like that is is a great example. Because you know, there's Halloween parties, there's yep. shows, there's all kind of shit. People having their own parties. Yeah, having their own parties. Kids going trick or treating. Yeah, like it's so much stuff yeah. going on. You know, so you got it. And, and I mean, but the thing is, that's every weekend. There's always some shit going on on a Friday and a Saturday. Right. You, in whatever city you in. Yep. The goal is to be the first person in people's minds. Right. You know, or at the foremost, even if you're not the first, be the most prominent. Right. Be the guy who's there like, oh, shit, this is going on. Mm-hmm. OK, that might be the move that night. Right. You don't want to be the guy like, oh, shit, I already heard about two or three other things I'm trying to hit. This sounds cool, but I don't know. It's last. You right. Know what it's I'm last. I just heard about it. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, so, uh, you know, yeah, that one, I, that one needs to die. Yeah. Straight you know, up. if you want to promote event the right way, start early. Yeah. Start early, man. Start early. So that's number four. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to start with number five. This is one, it's a little bit better. It used to be worse. <laughs> yeah. But this problem is no details. Sometimes people give too many details. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. The detail balance issue. <laughs> details out of balance. Right. You know, well, yeah, like the no details part to me is like you create something, but you don't have your lineup. Yeah, you don't yeah. have your ticket price. You just have a date. Yeah, That's you don't. It. You don't know the ages. A date and a venue. <laughs> right, right. If a, maybe a venue. Yeah, you might have a new record out. You might not. Right. You just say, "Yo, I got this thing coming up on blah blah blah." Let me see that. Okay, really? What's going on that night? Well, I might have such and such. I might do this. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Yeah. Details later. Right. People need to know the details. The more details people have, the more uh, likely they can make a decision. Mm-hmm. And there's even down to like you're saying the venue. Some people, if they don't know exactly the venue, they they just some people don't like going to certain venues. Oh yeah, they're like, you know what? I'm not gonna go see that kind of show in that kind of venue, mm-hmm. that kind of event there because security's an asshole, or yeah. this person's an asshole, or they always do this, and the it's cold, sucks. the sound sucks. Yeah. People have their reasons, and when you don't give them their details, they can't make a decision early enough. So like, do what you can to give the essential details of people as early as possible. And some and my recommendation is that you don't announce until you have the details. Yeah, that only makes sense. Like if you don't have everything, don't announce it mm. because there's going to be somebody who wants to, to, to go to that thing. And if they can't buy a ticket, then or they can't make a decision right then and there. They're going to forget. Yeah. You've missed out on an opportunity. Yeah. And so uh, I say just wait. If it takes you if we're, if we're talking about three or four days to iron out the details. And you, if you start early, it's not a problem. Yeah. If you got a month you right. know, or two or two, you know what I'm saying? And it takes an extra few days and you're like, OK, I got six weeks instead of eight weeks. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's worth it yep. to have the details iron out other than people to see see the event. And then it's like, oh, OK, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. But but like you also said, too many details. Yeah. That can kill you, too. Yo. Like and by too many, I mean, almost it's like. A flyer that's too fucking busy with too many fucking performers or, or, or minor names that all are billed at the equal size. Mm-hmm. And it gives people the feeling of like chaos. A mess. Yeah. It's a mess. 
it looks like a mess. If it looks like a mess, most likely it's gonna be a mess. Yeah, yeah. You know how like who what uh was it not techno? Drum and bass flyers. Oh, always. They were the illest at like that. Like 20, 20 names. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Front and back. Front just and back. Feel, just chaotic <sighs> flyers. Like, what is this? And then like some weird like tribal background. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you didn't know what the fuck was going on at none of those events. No start times. No start times. No end times. No. No ages. Until. It always yeah. said until. Oh, yeah, until. Like yeah. eight o'clock. Until. until. Like, you yeah, you don't know who's headlining, when they're playing. <laughs> None of that shit. You just, you don't know. You just have to be there. Right. You know, half the time they didn't want to tell you the venue shit because it was like illegal. But I right. get that. But it's still like, yo, man, I gotta make a decision. Right. Give I want to go somewhere. Uh, yeah, man. So that's a uh, the detail problem. Man. That's funny. So that's number five. That is. Whew. Number six. This is one that has plagued everyone who's done an event for the first time. <sighs> And uh, this one is mm. expecting mm. other people to do the heavy lifting. Mm. Man, I might have to say this. Can people? Mm. I don't know if they heard you. I don't know if I don't. Can they hear me? I don't know. Can I hear I don't me? Know. <laughs> <laughs> expecting other people to do the heavy lifting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen. Look, this is a funny scenario. This I got one at the off the top off the dome example of this. <laughs> got this homegirl she did a show right and a big ass venue probably like 700 cat mm. and uh this is her first show i'm like well i know that her draw is probably is kind of unknown so she was like well you know but i'm thinking okay she's a, a newer artist she probably can get a hundred people here right on novelty alone right. she got friends yeah she can probably get a hundred friends and family but now we got 600 more to sell out this room mm-hmm. and this is a huge room with like big production costs it wow. wasn't like no small shit it was one of those things where they'll hit you for a g to 1500 production costs for lights and all that yes sound man stage sound man yeah. ushers wow okay taxing That's right real life and so uh i asked her like yo man um how you gonna get all them people in there man she was like look i got five openers five acts no six acts and each of them did a show in a smaller room and they drew a hundred people or close i've seen each of them draw a hundred people at separate times so i think that when i put all six of these people on a bill that equals 600 people oh my god that really happened <laughs> that was said that 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 was what the that was the myth the myth the belief was that and she was headlining this show uh she wasn't even headlining oh she was just throwing she the was show. throwing it she okay. probably she was one of the seven she was six performers in her she was the seventh one okay. she figured if i get seven people each of these seven groups have been known to bring a hundred people out then that will equal 700 people will come out wow she was expecting all of these people to bring out their all their, their max right they're max they're like max. no matter what like they're a release party crowd whatever right. you got a new record crowd i'm like yo i don't think you should do that because i should like why is it it never works out that way never first of all you the one putting the money up yeah if you putting the money up and they got and you guaranteed them 100 bucks or 200 bucks to play they don't have much incentive to promote. Mm-hmm. Not as much as you, because you're going to lose money if it doesn't go. A hell of a lot of money. Right? And uh, you got to pay them regardless. So you're going to lose money with the venue. You're going to lose money with them because you got to pay them. And uh, she was expecting them to do the heavy lifting. 
uh-huh. spent weeks and weeks trying to get them to post it on their Facebook. Most of them wouldn't until like the day of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, well, f- fuck, why are they doing that? But I was like, hey, man, this is the nature of the beast. Tried to told you. Yeah. I was like, you need to get your ass out there with the flyers, though, and hit the streets mm-hmm. hard because maybe you get people in. Maybe you don't. But at the same time, you just you can't count on other people to do the heavy lifting for you, right. whether they're opener, whether that's the venue. Now, I'm not saying that a venue won't promote too. Right. Venues should promote because they're in a partnership with you, right? right? And so it makes more sense. But any other situation, you can't expect other people to do that shit for you. No, nah, not unless they're putting up money. That's the key word. That's the only that's the only time. If they got as much to lose as you, then most likely <laughs> they will promote as much as you, if not more. Yep. But that's the only time that that even works out. Right, right. And there are some people who don't even... And, and which and that brings up another point, which is uh, not related to this, but it is, is that, OK, so how do I avoid that? How mm-hmm. do I make people promote? Well, people will promote when they have financial incentive to do so. Right. Right. So all you people who are doing events and you may say, well, I don't want to put people in a position where they have no incentive to promote. Well, you may have to enter into something that's more like a partnership right. with people than an employee uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Boss relationship, which is I pay you X dollars no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's like a boss employee relationship. Right. Right. Whereas a partnership is to say, well, I pay you 10 percent of the door no matter what or whatever. One seventh right. may be, yeah. you know, say, look, one seventh of this is yours. All right. So however many people. You get a seventh of that. One seventh of that, right? How hard you want to work. How hard you want to work. That determines how much you make. And so some people, naturally, what you're going to get when you do that is you're going to get people who say, nah, you know what? I'm a pass. Mm -hmm. Because they don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the the heavy lifting. (laughs) They don't want to do that. (laughs) Whereas it's going to be somebody who does that with you. Mm -hmm. And when they do that with you, that's going to teach you who's who. You're going to naturally weed out the people who want the quick $200. Right. But what you end up with is people who look at it like, yo, wait a minute. If I get one seventh of this door and I bring my hundred people in or I do X, Y, and Z or we give then I can make more than that on a ten dollar cover mm-hmm. than this hundred dollars she's gonna give me. Right. All I gotta do is bring you know what I'm saying? If everybody does that, we can make more. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh so so you naturally start getting that. And you get people who want the upside as opposed to thinking that a hundred dollars guaranteed is cool and then they don't promote at all. Right. You know, I've been in situations where I had no guarantee to do shows and I made more than I would have made to do a guarantee. And I just had a percentage split. No, oh, yeah. you know, it's just like that happens a lot. I mean, not a lot, but it does happen. Yeah. You know, because I mean, sometimes it just works out that way. Works out that way. Yeah. You, you smash it on the door. Mm-hmm. And if you would took the quick hundred dollars, you wouldn't have made that. Right. But because you took the risk and you went into business or partnership with that venue mm-hmm. or that promoter, you got to see a higher reward. Right. And uh, that's how you avoid the situation of expecting other people to do your heavy lifting. And also you can, I mean, look for artists to involve in your shows that already promote, that promote themselves well. If they promote themselves well already, then when they have a show, it's just natural for them to promote. That's you know, bars. Because, I mean, you can get, you know, the hot guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yep. if the hot guy don't promote nobody, Woo. you know, don't promote himself, you can't expect his manager to necessarily promote your show. Oh, that's happened to me many times, man, where, like, I put someone on a show and I was like, yeah, I know they're going to give me at least 10 people. Right. Oh, and it's just them and, and they, they DJ. Yeah, them, they <laughs> DJ and they manage it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Like, then they asking you, where the people at, dog? Yeah. And I'm just looking like, damn. 
Right. No one here is fucking with you. Like you got to at least bring your 10 people mm-hmm. to be in the front and act like you're the dopest guy ever right. to hold you down. And, and, and I was like, well, you know what I learned because mm-hmm. I saw that they didn't promote that hard during, you know, lead up to the event and it just confirmed, but I was like, you know what? I got to take a chance and get this person a shot. But nah, they didn't draw nobody. Yeah. It happens, man. You know? So, uh, that's number six. That is number six. Oh shit. Number seven. And we did number seven, but we gotta go into number seven a little bit more. Mm. But you you touched on number seven, so I'll let you go in on that one more time. It's a bad day. Bad day to do the show. Come on. It's a bad day to do the show. Like, on a Sunday. On a Tuesday. Yes. If you have a choice. If you, yeah. You could, yes. Come on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but you still, you still gotta promote just as hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You still gotta put the work in just as hard. But sometimes... You got to get what you got to get. Yeah, you got to do what yeah. you got to do, especially if you're touring. When you're touring, you have no you, choice. You have no choice. No. You out there for, you know, two months. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you got Mondays through Fridays, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Sundays through Saturdays. Yeah. This remind it reminds me the bad day problem of promoting events. It reminds me of when we had that one greenhouse show and a logic show in Thieves World. And it was like the OSU icebreaker block oh, party. God, thing. man. And this is when back in the days of Columbus, when <sighs> OSU would have that thing high street would just be shut down like you could not drive anywhere on high street it would take you like 20 minutes to go one traffic light we didn't know we had a rap show plan we were like this ain't gonna affect us yeah we'll be good no one was at this show and they couldn't get there couldn't get there (laughs) they could not get there traffic was so messed up and um it was just a bad day we didn't think about it and even now in columbus People tend to not schedule shows whenever OSU has a night game. Right. Oh, no. They're like, nah, you don't want to go against that thing. Because if they lose, ain't nobody coming. People in a bad mood. (laughs) Everybody going home. Ain't nobody coming. (laughs) Or they getting drunk. Or they too drunk to come to the show. And that's just our city. So each city has its nuances, I would imagine. Right. Right, Like, you don't want to be throwing your album release party Mardi Gras weekend in New Orleans. Oh, of course not. You know what I mean? Like, right there in the French Quarter. Like, yo, come. no one cares about your album. It's beads and boobs everywhere. Right, no right. one cares about your record, but you picked the wrong fucking day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have we have problems. So, so naturally, with planning in advance, mm-hmm. you should avoid this. You should pick the day that just maximizes whatever you're trying to do. If it's a one-off event, like, as you said, if it's a tour, forget about it. Yeah, you ain't got no choice. Bite the bullet. Yeah, you ain't got no choice. But that's number seven. Numero seven. Right, we'll, ta- we'll take a break. Word. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate now if you're on itunes or you have an itunes account give your boys that five star rating 
we need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Illogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Illogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word, waitlist.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So, there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Where the fuck up? Mm-hmm. Uh. Numero eight. Back in this bitch. Back in this bitch. Yo, we getting through this. I know, man. This is splashing. I know. Just, just, we got straight to business on this. We one. did, we did. Not a lot of dilly and dally. Not a lot of dilly dally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not a lot of talk. Nah, just bars this week, man. All bars. I hope y'all appreciate this at home. You know. Mm. And so we on number eight. Yeah. Man. Oh, this is a big one. This the real estate rule. Big one. <laughs> location, location, location. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Promoting an event early, man. Location. You can do the dopest event. But if you do it somewhere that no one wants to go or no one knows about, yes, <laughs> or has a shitty reputation, <laughs> right. you know, or, you know, it's, it's just an unknown, then people are going to be skeptical. Yeah, it's that new spot that nobody ever been to uh, <laughs> that has no parking. <laughs> that <holds> the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the worst. That's the worst. Like, yo, I can't even park over there, dog. Right. Because people, I have those places where I'm just like, I like being there, but I don't like parking over there. Yeah. You know, and when you go over there, it's like, yo, I don't want to be driving around a block for 20 minutes mm-hmm. trying to find one little spot, you know, then really getting hawked by police and everything. Else. You know, the meter maze, like, nah, man, I'm just going to not go yeah. until they do something somewhere else. And uh, that's it. The location, location, location. As much as you can, pick a location that makes sense for what you do. Yeah, and you trying know. to make it as central as possible yeah. in the city so everybody has equal distance to go to it's not yeah. you know because campus used to be that for us yeah you know what i'm saying if it was up and down high street you know usually in that like yeah. four to eight block radius you know because like we were good we yeah. were golden because that's where for as far as music goes that's where probably 90 percent of the music video uh, venues are at right exactly so people were accustomed to that you and know it was central I, and it's basically central columbus it is for the most it part is. you know now for depending on what someone else may do maybe you don't want to be central maybe if you're a country guy right you right, know what i mean right. you're in a different genre right maybe you got an older demographic maybe they want to be somewhere a little bit further out right right, right. you know big parking spots not mm-hmm. as much going on it just depends on what you do man but make sure that your location fits your demographic 
Definitely. Don't pick a location that your demographic don't come to. If you got a bunch of fans who are blue jeans, t-shirt, tennis shoe fans, don't throw an event in Mint Nightclub. You know what I'm saying? Right. Every city's got a mint. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like the Spice Club. You know what I'm right. saying? Like the one with the crazy dress code. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't throw it there. Nah. Because when you throw it there, your fans are not even going to know what it is. Underground rap. <laughs> They're going to show up, not be able to get in. Not going to fit dress code. Because <laughs> they got hoodies on. Yeah, got hoodies on. They don't know what it is. They're going to be like, where is this? Okay, well, cowboy, what do you mean I can't get in my cowboy boots? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just confusing to everybody when you do it. And uh, it just doesn't work out. So pick a location that fits your demographic and your event will be dope. Yes, sir. You know, that's number eight. Number eight. Number nine. This one is huge. Man, we used to call this the wrong room syndrome. Oh, tour. man. Sometimes you play on the right night. Yep. You got the right crowd, mm-hmm. but you in the wrong room. Dude, this happened a few times <laughs> on the ENA tour. A few times. I got a, I got a quick story. Yeah. We were, I believe it was, uh, it was Houston. I want to say it was Houston, Texas. Um, shout out to all my people in Houston, Texas. Dog, we was in this room. Had to be 1500, maybe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Had to be 1500. We got there, mm-hmm. and even Idea and Max were like, What the fuck? <laughs> right. In Houston, <laughs> right. where no Rhyme Sayers artists really draw. Right, right, dog. Dog, I've been there with Atmosphere, and they didn't even do a thousand people. Dog. Like, they might have done 500. Dog, the room was huge. And I swear to God, 50, maybe. Fifty people in a room that holds fifteen hundred. You know what that looks like, dog? Sad and depressing. <laughs> it looks de- so bad. It's a sad sight, man. So bad, man. We were just, I mean, we put on the show because people came, but we were just like, yeah. yo, the sound bouncing off the walls. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst. <laughs> that is so bad. Uh, and it's called cold, so it's like this breeze in there because right. the AC is on, right? And right. enough bodies to absorb it, so people don't want to stand in the front because it gets ice cold and yes. shit. Yes. Yes. Nah. Whereas if you'd have had that crowd that night. In a hundred cap room? Oh yeah, it would have been beautiful. Yeah, this oh this room is over half full. Yeah, it's thick in here. It looks right. Yeah, you know. Instead, they put that crowd in the wrong fucking room, man. So like, you gotta know, like, and this happens to me too. I have many stories of that, man. We, we had a week of the bad wrong room. Oh, what me, tour was this? We, I, we, I can't remember what we called. This was just me and Groove. We just called it the wrong room tour. <laughs> Every fucking night for a week straight in the Midwest, we were in the wrong room. Wow. We played in Fargo in a room that was like 1,200 cat. <laughs> we what, played 150 show up? Yeah, shit. <laughs> I don't even think it was 30. <laughs> Might have been 30, maybe. When I got oh. there, I was like, oh, this room, I, I thought this was had a, a sidebar. I saw this little sidebar. <laughs> thought it had a, a, a smaller room. Yeah, I was like, we're playing in there, aren't we? They're like, no, you're playing in here, Blueprint. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I looked around, I said, yo, man, this is like, you could get 2,000 people in here. Balcony? <laughs> Full balcony, wow. three bars upstairs. Wow. I'm like, this is not right. And I thought I was like, <laughs> somebody right. It was some kind of skateboarding event or something where I don't know how I got put on, but I was like, I remember thinking, they're paying me way too much for this show. <laughs> I remember that before uh, I got there. And I was like, but you know what? If we do it in a small room, mm-hmm. it'll look good. It'll be packed, hot. Everybody will, you know what I mean? Right. And I got there, they're like, nah, bruh, that's you. 
I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> no wonder they paid me all this money. They right. thought I could bring some people in this room. <laughs> I don't know who lied to them. Oh, Somebody man. told them some stories, man, because nah, fam, that room was not even, dog, it was huge huge yeah. like but that whole week every fucking where me and groove went mm. i think we started in michigan or something then we went to like all clear wisconsin wrong room <laughs> went to like duluth wrong room oh man <laughs> went from duluth to like fargo wrong room mm. fargo to sioux falls wrong room <laughs> like every fucking night we were just like this is the wrong room tour like all we need is a room that fits us that's all we need just something just give me the 150 cap room right these aren't these aren't big ass markets either right these are small markets right so why are you putting me in a 2000 cap room <laughs> in a small market right like can prince bring that many motherfuckers out in fargo <laughs> shit wow this is insane yeah there's so many Bruh. so many stories of that i remember me and prism did we did it was some kind of little festival that was in Indiana. And mm. we ended up playing in this this um amphitheater. Yeah. Dog. It was only the artists there. <laughs> like so I don't know if they didn't promote, but it was probably like maybe I say maybe ten yeah. fans. Yeah. But it was so many artists on the bill uh. that, you know, it was probably I mean, I wanna say it was about two thousand people could fit in the amphitheater. You might be talking about the one that we was did in Louisville. Yeah, that was yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. I wrote about that in the book. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I wrote about that in my What a Night book. Man, yeah, that, that was, was in Louisville. Horrible. And it had like a symphony pit. Yeah, the symphony pit. And it was only the artists there. Only the artists. It was maybe ten people out there. <laughs> But they were so, they were there to see they us. Were there to see, yep, yep. I will say up. that we were the only people who drew. Yep, straight up. It was bad. It was more the backstage was packed. Oh man, it was so. That was where you hung <laughs> out. Nobody was hanging out with the crowd. Nobody was selling merch because it oh. wasn't nowhere to sell merch. No, that was that was the epitome of the wrong room. Oh, it was that bad. was not only the wrong size. It was the wrong kind of room. It was like a symphony room, right? Like a where you go see you know Philharmonic type shit. Yeah, it was an amphitheater. It was an outdoor <laughs> amphitheater. <laughs> That place was so bad. Yeah, they just knew. And we wasn't even technically headlining. Juice was headlining. Juice was headlining, yeah. And he didn't show up, or he was late or something. But yeah, that was a bad, bad. That was bad. It was so many people there, though. It was so many artists that was on the bill. Like 30, 40 of us backstage just partying because everybody knew. Getting drunk. It was done. It was done. It was going down back there. Yeah, I wrote about it. There's some funny stories with that one. Yeah, I wrote about it in a book. If y'all got What a Night, then y'all know about the Louisville amphitheater stories man oh man yeah that's the wrong room oh that was so bad so when you throw in events man it's always better this is how you avoid that it's always better to put put your, put your event in a room that's smaller than you think mm -hmm. so if you think you know what if we're, first of all if you don't know what you can draw mm -hmm. put it in a very small room right because then at least if you don't say you put it in a in a, in, a, in a coffee shop that holds 50 people. Right. You didn't know. It's got a nice stage, decent sound. 50 people cap. If you don't know and you sell at that coffee shop, you can always go up to the bigger room the next time right. and the people will start talking and the next room up hears about it. Right. Oh yeah, we had this guy in Thursday night named Elogic and it was sold out, packed. He packed mm -hmm. the coffee shop. So then the 150 room is thinking oh shit we gotta get a logic in here next time right because we got the next size up we need him in this 150 if he doing that over there mm -hmm. we can slay that over here yeah so, so that's what you need you need that that momentum that goes with it and keeps people 
coming in and moving to the next room don't go to the big fucking room just because you can get it nah if you don't know start 100 to i mean start 50 to 100 cap yeah you know what i'm saying that's the that's the best way to go ah best way to go go and test it out test it out see where you're at man yeah. and uh yeah yeah right room <laughs> don't do the wrong Please. room tour like me we <laughs> we have played in wrong rooms for years oh man so, so that bad. you don't have to yes <laughs> definitely and if you don't know ask the people what the capacity is yes when you're when you're booking the show yeah what's the capacity of your room yeah 800 no oh no (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna be able to do that yeah yeah you gotta be 150 rooms right right 100 cap 50 anything (laughs) 85 yeah yeah right i know i can do that you know what i mean like something you know so that's number nine number nine last joint last joint and this this might be the easiest <laughs> to avoid it is you know it is man oh. and the number 10 is having a bad lineup mm. whack product don't nobody want to come <laughs> see a whack product nah man this is how you throw an event the wrong way man you put together a lineup that no one wants to see whether that's too many people that no one cares about, mm-hmm. whether that's people who have played so much that they don't really have a draw at that moment, because mm-hmm. you can wear out your draw very easily locally right. by playing every six weeks or eight weeks and making people tired of you, you know, you or you put together a lineup that doesn't make sense in terms of the styles of music, right? Where people are just like this sounds like shit. Why would I want to go see ska and rap and metal? You know right. what I mean? And techno, right? I'm out. You know, <laughs> hell no. Yeah, hell no. I'm not here for y'all experimentation. I'm going home. Um, focus on putting together a quality event. That doesn't mean you have to have a lot of things on it. What it does mean is you have to have things that are interesting that people want to see. Yeah. You know, bad lineups are often the byproduct of desperation. <sighs> mm. you, we've seen it many times where artists who weren't even on the flyer get added to the bill the week of show yeah they're not on it you're like well how did you get on the show and they'll be like well the promoter hit me up last minute because he just wanted to get some people here right needed extra draw desperation you know? yeah right so he was desperate like i gotta put three more acts on here to get people out because i don't know if this is gonna draw and then you end up with a lineup that some people don't want to fucking see yeah and uh you know it happens way too often Yes. Well, it used to. I mean, I I don't go out as much anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how much it happens now, but I'm sure it still happens. It's oh, one yeah. of those things that you can't really get rid of because there's always going to be people that don't know how to throw shows, and that's just going to put their boys on yeah. or put you know the groups that they like, even if no one else really likes them or no one else knows who they are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's it's always going to be there. Yeah. But try your best if you're a promoter to know who you're booking. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And know their draw. Know know who's going to come see them so you can put like-minded, like-sounding acts together. Yeah. And sometimes you can win by not putting a bunch of artists who are exactly the same together. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been a part of many bills where, like, I was the only rapper on them. Yeah, and those bills always tended to be more well-attended mm-hmm. when there was just one person of each thing doing it. So, like, it would be maybe, like, when we used to do, like, the uh, the critical beatdown shows, we'd have one turntablist, and then we'd have one instrumental band, like mm-hmm. a rock band, and then we'd have one instrumental or, or, or hip-hop producer. Yeah. 
three kind of different things, yeah. but different enough to where people are like, yo, this is crazy. What's this about? Right. It was interesting, but no one was stepping on the other person's toes. Right. And right. that kept people interested in coming out. Yeah. I mean, I've done shows before where there's been like a poet, you know, and then the instrumentalist and then me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So where like and with my kind of music, that fucking works. You yes. know what I'm saying? The crowds are pretty similar. So, you know, it's always ways to freak it. Yeah. But if you want to throw an event the right way, put a tight line up together. Yeah. That's the easiest way to that's get people it. out. Think about the people. Right. You know? And so that's number 10. Numero 10. That's it. Word. Ace. <laughs> so uh, I'll read them back real quick. And this is how to promote an event the right way. Mistakes people make when uh, throwing events. Number one was thinking online is good enough. Mm-hmm. Number two, thinking design or flyer design doesn't matter. Number three, thinking that telling people once is enough. Number four, getting a late start. Mm. Assuming people like last minute notifications. No, they don't, bro. In my city, dog. <laughs> in my city, <laughs> don't nobody come out if you tell them two months in advance. <laughs> you gotta tell them the night before, dog. Uh, <laughs> number five, no details. Mm. Number six, expecting other people to do the heavy lifting. Number seven, choosing a bad day. Number eight, location, location, location. Number nine, throwing your event in the wrong room. And number 10, having a bad lineup. Mm-hmm. Man, listen. Yeah, take note. Take note. If you can avoid these problems, you the man. You might be able to throw a good event. Yeah, you might have something there. You might have something. And so, uh, you know, that's it. That's it. Super duty tough work. I'll see you guys on the road this week. I'll be out in the I'll East Coast in it. Word. You out and about. Saying? Doing my fizzle. Splashing them. Yeah. So uh, we see y'all next week. All right. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. (laughs)